0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1503, Seven Reasons Why Women Need Financial Planning by Don Starks of simplemoneypro.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I serenade you with the sweet sounds of personal finance knowledge from some of the best blogs on the planet, with the author's permission, of course. This show is actually one of six shows in our network covering different topics like personal development, health, and relationships. So if you like narration-style podcasts, be sure to search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this and check out our other shows. And now let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Seven Reasons Why Women Need Financial Planning by Don Starks of SimpleMoneyPro.com Financial planning is important for everyone. However, women need to be particularly motivated to buckle down and get the financial education they need. Here are seven reasons why it's critical women focus on getting their financial ducks in a row. Number one, women live longer. Statistically speaking, women live longer than men. Consequently, women are likely to need a larger portfolio in retirement to support more years of life. Along with longer lives, women often have correlating additional health expenses. As a result, women feel more pressure to build a larger nest egg for their later years. Number two, women lose time in the workforce. Despite glimmers of hope that corporate America will change and offer paternity leave and better maternity leave, it's a harsh truth that childbearing women are at a financial disadvantage. I'm a huge proponent of women staying home after giving birth for as long as they possibly can. The realities of life, however, are that not all women can afford to do so and not all companies, especially small companies, are equipped financially and operationally to accommodate extended maternity leave. Regardless of the job protection guaranteed for women taking maternity leave, and that protection is an important first step, losing time in the workforce generally impacts their careers. The accumulation of missed months over a period of years may also result in missing out on educational and other career advancement opportunities. I'm not saying it's right, I'm saying it happens. This can impede a woman's earning trajectory over the arc of her career, and lower income means lower savings in most cases. Number three, women are still paid less than men. I wrote about this on National Women's Day. It's unconscionable that women still make less than men do for the same work. The entertainment industry has focused on this inequity recently and has made high-profile positive strides to correct this deficiency. Let's hope that trend continues across industries. Again, lower income means lower savings. Number four, women are less likely to ask for a raise or promotion. Another gender-focused workforce statistic I abhor is the fact that women are less likely than men to ask for a raise or promotion. A few months ago, I read an article that asserted that when it came to a higher position, even women who were completely qualified we're less likely than men who were wholly unqualified to ask for the same job. The mere thought makes me wanna rip my hair out and scream. If women are holding themselves back in the workforce, they will clearly end the race with less money in their coffers, all things being equal. Number five, women today are in the sandwich generation. Increasingly, women are finding themselves in what is known as the sandwich generation. While they're at the pinnacle of their career, They're simultaneously dealing with launching grown children from the nest, as well as coping with aging parents who usually need more attention and support. Given the recent rough economic environment, kids are not always going off to college and immediately landing a decent job. Having your children rebounding and coming home to live or floundering to find a job and requiring some additional financial support is also a financial setback for parents. If those same parents are concurrently providing financial support for their own aging parents, you have a perfect storm. Even if there aren't direct financial costs associated with helping aging parents, there are usually financial impacts associated with missing work in order to care for them. Number six, women get the short end of the stick in divorce. Even in states where equal distribution is the norm for divorce cases, women still suffer greater financial loss due to divorce. Women live longer, so with a divorce, dividing the retirement pot exactly in half is misleading. In addition, those same assets are more likely used by a woman to support children or aging parents. Also consider the earning potential of the woman versus the man. As I mentioned, a woman might earn less due to time out of the workforce for childbearing. That results in her ability to save for retirement being hampered by the loss of a second household income in the event of a divorce. And seven, Women fall prey to stereotypes. It is the 21st century, and still we have girls and women believing the myth that girls are bad at math. It's maddening. Women, we must stop this. Maybe math is not your favorite subject, but personal finance does not require adeptness at trigonometry and calculus. It only requires the ability to compute basic arithmetic. Plus, online calculator resources can help anyone overcome a fear of numbers quickly. Due to this stereotyping, women self-select to surrender taking the reins when it comes to their personal finance. They assume it's too difficult and thus they don't even try. It is central to the mission of simple money to help women break through this stereotype and get the knowledge they need to be wildly successful with money. Managing your money can be simple. Stick with us and you'll see for yourself. Women do have one important thing going for them. As a rule, women are far more likely than men to seek help when they're in a tough spot. Improving their finances is no exception. Whether you get help by hiring a financial planner or aim to increase your financial knowledge using a resource like Simple Money, don't hesitate. Get input early and often to help keep yourself on the best possible path with your finances. You just listened to the post titled, Seven Reasons Why Women Need Financial Planning by Dawn Starks of simplemoneypro.com. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there While I understand that there are some frustrating things to combat when it comes to women and money, I do think we have more power than we realize. According to a 2018 Prudential survey, 54% of women are the primary breadwinners of their families, and women control more than 50% of the country's personal wealth. That says to me that even with the gender wage gap, when we get our hands on money, we are better at managing it to build wealth. And this is probably because women typically earn higher investment returns than men. Does it surprise you that women own more diverse portfolios, trade less often, incur fewer fees, and are less likely to panic sell in a downturn? Furthermore, research from First Round found that companies with a female owner perform 63% better than companies with all male owners. The data is clear that women are actually pretty good with money. I think the big problem is that we lack confidence. We believe the bullshit that we're not good at math and we have trouble pushing ourselves to ask for a raise or apply for the job we want, even if we aren't 100% qualified. While women may have unique financial challenges driven by things we can't control, I think there's a lot we can control, including advocating for ourselves. One way I did that for myself recently is in leaving my job. I was the only woman on my team and the lowest paid, yet I was one of the higher performers. When it became clear that I was being held to a much higher standard than my male colleagues, I quit. And focusing on my financial wellness for the last five years put me in the position to do that. So to the women listening to this, I'd encourage you to keep prioritizing your finances and recognize that you have more power than you might realize right now. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you on the Thursday show tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.